thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. We would appreciate if we recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, friends. This is Sam Kawesa, your host, once again, coming to you from the AfriChrist Podcast Studios. Today, we are going to discuss the blood of Jesus in regards to prayer. This is a very interesting, and really, you cannot do it in the time allotted. And actually, I don't know if there is any time that can give it justice, because that's how big it is. Just like in the human body, the blood, you can really never know enough of it. In physiology, the study of the blood is called hematology. So I could say that uh, we are going to have a spiritual hematology, just an inkling of what the blood of Jesus can do in prayer. See, many times we tell people to plead the blood of Jesus, but we really never explain to them, and very few people teach about the blood of Jesus. Now, I have a very deep study that I did in the blood of Jesus with a lot of slides, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it would take a lot more than an hour, but I'm just going to give you an, just an inkling. Hopefully, it will get you started to yourself be interested in the blood of Jesus in regards to prayer. So that next time when you pray and you say, I'm pleading the blood of Jesus, you have the idea of how powerful it is. You see, it's like a child when they have a gun and they don't know how powerful it is, they can just go shooting and the, an accident can happen. And because the power in that gun, they have no idea what it is. You know, just like that song we sing, there's power in the blood, power in the blood, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ power in the blood. I'm not very good at singing, but as you can see, there's power in the blood of Jesus. So I'm going to try to show you a little bit of how that power can be used in prayer. One thing I want you to understand when you look at the blood of Jesus is that it just doesn't start in the New Testament. It started actually way before the New Testament. It started in the Old Testament because the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 8, that all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life, belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. So what does it mean to have the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. The blood of Jesus Christ actually started in the Old Testament. The only thing is, up until Calvary, the blood of Jesus was in pictures. In other words, 
the Old Testament was just a picture of what would be the blood of Jesus. It really was not the same thing as far as power. God was preparing us for what was going to happen at Calvary. You know, for example, when we go through Easter and um, the Resurrection Day, that's when that transfusion took place, where we, there was a change from the Old to the New Testament. That's when the two covenants were separated. As you know, the Bible is composed of two covenants which are known as the Old and the New Testament. And the Old Testament, and in regards to the blood of Jesus, was in pictures, was not the actual thing. So God used animals in the Old Testament. And so the children of Israel were using animals. It was like preparation, basically. It was being in a lab, and you're using these mannequins. You are not really using the human body. You're learning CPR, but you're using the mannequin. When time comes and in the real world and a real person is out there and they need CPR, you remember what you did in the CPR class and you apply to a living person. And guess what? It works. The blood of Jesus is very similarly represented by the animal world in the Old Testament. So the children of Israel use the Old Testament to tell us about the blood of Jesus and how it's going to work in the New Testament. Now, the thing that you have to understand, though, is that in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the functionalities are really basically the same. So what does the blood do? The blood gives life. The Bible says uh, in Leviticus 11 that life is in the blood. Okay, And number two, it's used for remission or cleansing. So the first one is sustenance, okay, which is which gives life. And you're going to find that both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The second one is cleansing. And you're going to find that in the Old and the New Testament. So the animal blood was used for atonement and remission of sins when the uh, priest came to the uh, tabernacle to, or to give offerings. Now the same thing happens with uh, Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Now also the other item that you can see in the blood of the animals is that they used it for protection. Where does that happen? If you remember when the children of Israel were going to be liberated from Egypt, they were told to kill a lamb and they were told to put blood on their doorposts so that the death angel would not kill them. And every house that had the blood of the lamb on their doorposts the death angel did not enter, okay? So now you're going to see that um, they used it for protection as well. Now, when it comes to cleansing, though, the blood of Jesus does a few more things. Now, in the Old Testament, the cleansing was for the atonement of the sins and the remission of their sins. But they had to do it every year. They had to come back every year. You know why? Because the animal blood could not cause a true deliverance. So they had to come back every year to do that. The difference between that and the blood of Jesus is the blood of Jesus, just like the other one, does atonement. It does the remission of sins. However, there's a third component that you can't find in the Old Testament with the animal blood. And that is deliverance. And this is eternal deliverance. The blood of Jesus has this eternal deliverance that the other blood does not have. That's the difference between us and them. However, there's also another component about the blood of Jesus that the blood of animals did not have. And that is, this is the incorruptible blood of Jesus does a lot more than the corruptible blood of the animals. 
and we shall come to that. So just remember those things, okay? There is a difference between the blood of Jesus and the blood of animals because the blood of Jesus is the incorruptible blood of the Son of God. And there is a big difference there. Now, I'd like to uh, encourage you to read the book of Hebrews, especially, I believe, starting uh, from chapter 7 all through 9. You're going to really understand the two differences between the two covenants in relationship to the blood of of Jesus and the blood of animals. So next time when you pray, you're going to see that there's a difference between the two, but you are also going to understand that when you plead the blood of Jesus, you have this power in your hands. Another scripture that I want you to keep in the back of your mind as we go through this is again in Revelation chapter 12 where it says that, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives unto death. What does that mean right there when it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony? We, the New Testament people, we, the church people, when I say the church people, we, I'm talking about the generations. The prophets could not see the church. They could foretell Calvary. In Isaiah, they tell us about what Jesus went through. In Numbers 24:17, in Isaiah 7:14, and in Micah 5:2, they talk about the coming and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. In fact, even Pentecost in Joel 2, uh, 26, is foretold that the Spirit of God will come upon all men or flesh. So all those things the prophets could foresee, but they could not foresee the blood of Jesus. They told us about it, but they, they didn't know what it was going to do. So because now we are in the church age where we are immersed in the blood of Jesus, they did not have that benefit, as we shall see. Now, as we go on with this, you're going to see that we are moving in the power of the blood of Jesus in regards to our prayers. So when we apply the blood of Jesus to our situations, this is the double-barrel gun that we have seen in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, and I read it again. It says, they overcame him. It's done already. Not they will overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. No, they overcame him. Remember, this was the blood of of Jesus Christ, when they crucified him and that blood, when they were whipping him, when they were throwing things at him, all that blood of Jesus that we see on the way to Calvary and on Calvary, that's the blood that overcame the enemy. The devil didn't realize that when they were doing all that stuff, that was the nail in his coffin, so to speak. So they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and what? And the word of their testimony. What do you mean, testimony? Well, that's a double-barrel gun. The blood of the Lamb we have nothing to do with. It was done by Jesus, the incorruptible blood. But the word of our testimony, where is that? Remember I just told you we are in the church age? We are the people who overcame him. Not the prophets, but us. We are the ones who overcame him by our testimony. And our testimony continues to be made every day as we walk. That's why this thing is about our walk with Jesus Christ. Our walk is what is creating the testimonies, okay? So now we see that um, God has given us the chance as Christians, people who have accepted Christ, to participate in destroying the enemy who was defeated already. God created our testimony even before we are here. So that all we have to do is walk in it. It's a walk worthy. You know, that's why the Bible tells us to walk worthy of this thing. So that, you know, 
this testimony which God already created and we are walking in it is a part of the destruction of the work of Satan, attacks of the enemy. So once we do that, the enemy will never win in our prayers. In the Old Testament, man tried his best to use the blood. Man tried his best to do it by the blood. But see, many times God was correcting them. Say, for example, when man sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, they tried to cover their sin. They tried to cause that um, when Adam and Eve sinned, they tried to cover themselves with the leaves. But God knew that it had to involve blood. That cleansing had to involve blood. You know what he did? He killed an animal and he gave them animal skin. Now, of course, God is God. He could have made those leaves and we know that when we make clothes today, we make it out of uh, uh, plants. Like say, for example, cotton. Cotton is a plant. God could have easily made a covering that's made out of cotton. No. He went and killed an animal and blood was spilled. That was the first documented time where sin was covered with the spilling of blood because God killed an animal. Then as the story of the Bible goes on, we remember the sin of Cain. What did Cain do? Cain killed his brother Abel. But before all of that, the reason he killed his brother, he started to get jealous of him because Abel, when he was giving sacrifices to God, he killed an animal. See, God was training us about the blood of Jesus or about uh, the blood being used in our atonement. But instead, Cain used his plants. Deep inside, we know what to do. Sometimes you may ask yourself, why did God get upset at Cain? You know, he was a farmer of plants. How come he didn't accept his uh, uh, sacrifice? Well, because he knew better. The Bible talks about him knowing better. The thing is, Deep inside, man knows what is the right thing to do. He could have gone to Abel and said, Listen, I'm about to do a sacrifice to the Lord. Can I have one of your animals? And I'm sure Abel would have done it. So Abel pleased the Lord because he did the right thing. So now Cain killed his brother. When he killed his brother, blood was spilled. And God did not want blood to be spilled by anybody for things that are evil. That's why the Bible says that the blood of your brother is on your hands. That's why it's so important for people who kill to understand that God will hold them accountable. As you know, in the Bible, when David tried to build a tabernacle for the Lord, he said, no, you're not going to build a house for me because your hands have man's blood on them. Now remember, David is a man who God said, He was a man after his own heart. But because he had spilled blood, he said, too much blood is on your hands. Your son will be the one to build a temple for me. Spilling innocent blood means a lot to God. Okay, The Bible says that murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God. And of course, unless they are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Okay. Well, as we know that life is in the blood, as it says in Leviticus 17.11, it says, For the life of the body is in the blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. But see, at the very beginning it says, For the life of the body is in the blood. And as we know, we in the church age are the body of Christ. And so if life is in the blood, as we saw earlier, our number one point, the life of the church is sustained 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we have the life of the church, the cleansing of the church in the blood of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to see something about the blood. In the human body there are many different kinds of tissues, you know, we define them as muscles, nerves, you know, fat, gland, different kind of things. Bone is a tissue, connective tissues and all other kinds of tissues, okay? All these have one thing in common though, they are limited in function. So a bone stays where it is and muscles are only in certain areas. They are not all over the place. However, there is one tissue that continues to go throughout the human body and that is blood. Blood is actually a tissue and it's the only tissue that goes all over the body. Because of blood, we get sustenance. Our body is fed. Our body is cleansed. As you can imagine or as you know, any tissue or any area of the body that does not receive blood dies it dies off when blood stops circulating in a body the the person dies the same thing happens in the church now even as this is so true in the physical body every part of the body needs the blood to stay alive so it is with the spiritual part okay you know um we the body of jesus christ where he is the head and we are just members of his body. We are part of Christ. We are in Christ ourselves. The life of each member depends on his blood and is dependent solely on it for life, nourishment, and cleansing. Okay, So as you know, or as we see, the blood of Jesus circulates in the church and it's what keeps the church alive. That's what keeps the body of Christ alive. These members may be widely separated okay in the body just like our human body the toe is at the bottom the head is up here the arm is in a different position but there is the blood that connects all of them actually the human blood circulates three times every minute uh, about 23 seconds it circulates once in the body so in a whole minute it it circulates roughly three times so the minutes I've spoken, my blood have circulated around my body so many times, times three per minute. And so we need the blood to circulate in order to stay alive. The same thing with the blood of Jesus. Where there's no blood of Jesus circulating in a church or in the body of Christ, those members are dead. They are not functioning as Christians. They are dead Christians, okay? So I want you to understand that the blood of Jesus is so necessary for the body and where there's no blood of Jesus circulating, that body is dead. You do not want to be that, okay? You want the blood of Jesus to be circulating in your body. I want you to understand the importance of the blood of Jesus when you pray. Know that you are praying life into a situation. Whatever situation it may be, the blood of Jesus is necessary. Remember Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. When he said that, what does he mean to say, do this in remembrance of me? Are we just to remember his stories? No, 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 no. What it means is that he wants us to remember every time we take Holy Communion, as we call it. Every time we do that, we remember the blood of Jesus, not just at Calvary, because at that time he hadn't even died. So he's talking about even the blood that was prior to his going to the cross. And all that blood was the pictures. He was just teaching us. The animals were props. The real deal was going to come at Calvary, and he knew it was coming. 
that's those were the mannequins that you use in CPR. Now he himself is here and is about to spill his blood and he's about to give us the power to use that blood in our prayer. And so just remember one thing that when you use or when you say I plead the blood of Jesus, you remember all those things that were done in the Old Testament with the uh, children of Israel. For them they used to do it every year. The cleansing used to come every year. But there was no deliverance. So whatever the situation we are facing today, when we apply the blood of Jesus, there's total deliverance. And remember he said they overcame him. They overcame him. Not they will overcome. It's not that you are going to overcome. The situation that you have in front of you, you overcame it by the blood of the lamb because the lamb that was slain from the beginning of the earth, it's already done so now all you have to do is to walk worthy walk worthy in this situation and you're going to see that uh the situation is overcome so the blood is for sustenance of life for cleansing and for protection the children of israel used it in exodus you know that's chapter 12 verse 13 and revelation that we read it tells us that they destroyed him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony that's us in the church And Leviticus 17:11 tells us that life is in the blood. So my friend, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what dead situation that you have, but one thing you should remember, Leviticus 17:11 says the uh, life is in the blood. So plead the blood of Jesus over this situation because life is in the blood and you are using the incorruptible blood of Jesus. In fact, let me read you the verse. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 17 through 19 and it says, "And remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom for uh, to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors and it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value it was the precious blood of Christ the sinless spotless lamb of God remember we talked about the lamb that was slain from the beginning of the earth well this is the lamb and it was this precious blood by which God used as a ransom for us to be gotten out of sin. Now, that same blood is what you're going to use when you pray. So every time you pray, you know that you're using this this powerful blood is incorruptible. It's not like the animal blood that they used in the Old Testament. Like I told you when you're training for CPR, they you're using the dummies to train, but when the real life comes, you're you get away from your training everything that you learned and you move it over to the real life situation that may confront you so now the same thing with the blood of jesus we are now in the real world because he says that they defeated him by the blood of the lamb which was done already we had nothing to do with and the word of their testimony our testimony is the thing that's why you know the lord told the children of israel that put so many stones here when children ask you why are those stones here and you say this is when the lord did this and that for us so our testimony is important and your work is important in this respect as far as using the blood of jesus now don't lose hope even if you just got born again even if you just came to know the lord 
It doesn't matter. All those things are all put into this incorruptible blood. Plead the blood of Jesus in your prayer. Show that you, you know and understand the power behind it. Don't be like the child who has a gun and doesn't realize or know the power behind the trigger. We are using this double barrel gun where we are using the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony according to Revelation 12, 11. So now, next time when you're praying, next time when you're pleading the blood of Jesus, remember that the physiology of the blood of Jesus, the spiritual physiology of the blood of Jesus sustains cleanses and protects. But that sustenance is much more than what it was in the Old Testament. Okay, It gives us this life, the life that you cannot get from animal blood. It gives us a cleansing. Just like the Old Testament, they also had atonement from the animal blood. You know, the priest would come and you know, sprinkle the blood over the different things as they prayed. But we have Jesus, we have atonement, okay? It gives us remission of our sins, just like it was in the Old Testament. It did the same thing. However, this one has this deliverance power. Now, the deliverance here is going to be much more than what you normally think of deliverance. It is part of it, but it's much more because he will deliver you from any situation. He will deliver you uh, to become a Christian. He will deliver you from attacks of the enemy. Just plead the blood of Jesus. It works and it's going to work. So I want to encourage you in this short podcast that you know this blood of Jesus that we're using, this blood of Jesus that we're pleading in our prayers is not just like any other blood. The spiritual physiology of this blood is powerful. We are assured that the enemy was defeated already by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Plead the blood of Jesus with knowledge. You will see the difference in your prayers. It is powerful. It will surprise you. You now know that in your prayer toolkit, you have the blood of Jesus. You understand the power of Jesus. You understand the power of his name. You understand why he went on Calvary. You understand why it was peeled for us so that we can just plead it, so that we don't have to do it over and over again every year like they used to do in the Old Testament. I pray that the Lord will show you this power. So let us pray that the Lord may help us to understand this power of the blood of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus, the blood that never loses its power. As we have seen, it's not like the blood of the animals, it's incorruptible. Nothing can corrupt it. It's powerful. It's overwhelming. The enemy doesn't like it. That's why Satan does not want the Christians to talk about the blood of Jesus. I ask you, Father, that you may teach my brethren out there how to apply the blood of Jesus, not to be worried or scared of applying the blood of Jesus, even in their prayers as they pray. Let them understand that application of this blood was the very reason why your son went on Calvary, Lord, was the very reason why he was pierced, O God, so that we can just plead it once and for all. The Bible has shown us that this was done once and for all. The enemy was defeated. So, Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray and plead the blood of Jesus over the different situations that my my brethren are facing. I don't know what it is you do. But above all, Father, 
teach them to use the blood of Jesus in their prayer life. Show them, let them go read your word, especially the book of Hebrews, that they may understand it. Holy Spirit, show them, teach them, guide them, that they may know that this blood of Jesus is not just words and that they don't have to see it. Because Lord Heavenly Father, when Jesus was at the Last Supper as we know it, he told them, do this in remembrance of me. Show them what to do, what this to do is, so that they may do it in remembrance of what you went through for us, for our situations, for the different areas of our lives, Father. May there be cleansing, O oh God. May there be deliverance, Father. May there be a change. Someone may be praying for somebody else. Father, you never gave us limitations on the blood. There are no limitations. It was done once and for all. I pray, Father, that they may use it. They may use it. The blood of Jesus that never loses its power in whatever way, Father. Now they know. Let them use it. Guide them to use it. Lead them in using it. Let them pray and plead and plead this blood that you spilled. The blood of the Lamb that was slain from the beginning of the earth. Father, we thank you. We glorify you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, let this short podcast be a point of reminder to the church, to the Christians, to those who believe, to the believers, Father, that the blood of Jesus is powerful. Let them go over it. Let them learn how to use it, Father. In the name of Jesus who died and spilled this blood, amen and amen. Thank you. Okay, my friends, I thank you for listening in. I know it was a different kind of podcast, but I thought I would remind you of what the blood of Jesus is. I encourage you to go and read uh, the book of Hebrews, especially starting around seven, chapter 7 through 9, before you get to 11, where, you, where he gives examples of all those men of faith, what they did. Read through. Again and again, read in a version that you understand. Believe me, you will never be the same. You'll never look at the new covenant the same way. You'll never look at the blood of Jesus the same way. You'll realize that this blood that you have in your hands when you take Holy Communion is powerful. God is able to deliver. God is able to sustain. This blood is able to keep you and your household and your business and whatever it is that you may be facing, whether it's illness whether it's attacks of the enemy in whatever form, just remember Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Guess what? The testimony that you are creating now was already there. All you're doing is walking in it. And God is able to help you. Walk worthy of that testimony. He has already done the work. All you got to do is pick it up. In the name of Jesus I commend you to continue, to continue to believe. Now, as I always do, I like to mention the countries where we had the most of our podcasts um, downloaded. The, um, the top downloaders, usually there are 10 that I pick, okay? And again, here we go. We have, number one was uh, United States, then there was India, then Australia, Netherlands, uh, Thailand, South Africa, and so many unknown. Like I told you before, the unknowns are those where like they may be on on a plane or on a ship and they're in international waters. The, um, the people who keep track of these 
statistics, the geography they give is that these were in an unspecified country, but usually is in international areas. So which pleases me that people will be flying and they'll be listening to our podcast. So thank you all and God bless you and continue to download and continue to refer. And just don't forget also... Uh, to always subs- uh, hit subscribe, whichever platform you use. And as you know, we are on almost every platform. All you got to do is Google africhristpodcast.com and you'll see, you, you'll see the different platforms in the different parts of the world. Also, we have a blog. Our blog is prayingwithimpact.com, prayingwithimpact.com. And there are many, many things that we discuss in the uh, podcast you're going to find them on our blog many times you're going to find the transcripts of some of our blogs on there so download those refer other people and encourage them to subscribe because then they can receive um, the new podcast they'll be hinted that hey a new podcast has landed thank you again god bless you we love you continue to spread the word of god use the blood of jesus i encourage you it will never be the same for you in prayer once you know why you are pleading the blood of Jesus. It's not talk, it's real. Amen. God bless you. Love you.